Welcome to another episode of the Drinks with Jackson podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson, and today we've got another poker episode. We've made our way to Aubrey for the uh, APL PT. Boys, Tom. What a time. Benjamin, how are we? Good, how are you, mate? Cruising, cruising. Uh, For the listener's sake, do you mind just giving a bit of a rundown as to who you are and uh, what you do? Sure, I'm going to jump in. Uh, Welcome and thanks for having us, Jackson. Uh, Tom Bauer, I'm the APLPT business manager, newly appointed to fill the shoes of the very big shoes of Joel Williams, who's moved up now to head of poker. Look out. Uh, excitingly, that uh, puts us in a place of now organising the poker tours. Uh, yep. It's a big year and we've got a big schedule on this week. Plenty of events in the market as well. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Ben, you're a familiar voice to yeah. the listeners. I'm still here. Um, you're still here? So, yeah, still doing the same thing, national events and logistics manager. So I work with um, all the trucks, getting things here, making things happen when we're on the floor and just a lot of the, the planning process around that. Um, it's great to have Tom on team. Um, he's got a really good vision, um, especially with the growth that we've got from Entain behind us now. Um, our team's gone from something quite small and um, intimate a couple of years ago to what's growing to be going to be a Goliath, I reckon. So that's so good. That's so good. We were uh, nerding out before Tom over the uh, the road setup. Obviously, in for a penny, in for a pound, sort of thing. Yeah. Look, uh, your production quality sort of leans to my background of streaming, but you've yeah. done a very, very good setup here. Thanks, uh, it's buddy. all high quality audio. We usually say that video is about half of the rate that audio is, but yep. uh, you do very, very fine work here. Legend, mate. Legend. Uh, logistically. Obviously, we were talking earlier, Benjamin, uh, the ride up here to Aubrey, four hours from Melbourne. Yeah, it was uh, freezing, I tell you. It's the longest <laughs> ride I've had on my bike, which I've only been a rider for a few months now. Um, but yeah, it was freezing. You know, if you're going to do a ride like that in the morning, just rug up. I had thermals on and I was still tired. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't as challenging as the last few weeks logistically, I'm talking about here. So, you know, at the start of Sydney, we had a, one of our trucks break down, oh, no. uh, which cause a bit of chaos and then it's it, it, it all came together in the end but uh yeah you know, there's still a lot of challenges in this role as well so it's good awesome to see to be honest uh, you know that's a testament to the example and work that ben sort of does behind the scene really when people look at these poker tours they walk into a fully formed poker room mm. we've got tables throughout two rooms in this case and we've dealt with a situation where our entire ability to move half of that equipment disappeared ben's able to resource rearrange make it all happen and it still gets here on time it's fantastic it was a headache, but um, yeah. I'm glad it's over. I had that had a message late on Sunday night from the drivers saying they arrived, and I just relaxed because um, the last week beforehand it was just unknown. We were literally going, Albury literally might be cancelled. We never spoke a word of it, but here we are now, and it's not a problem now. But yeah, a week earlier it was a bit, a little bit unknown. So yep, it's good never to be cancelled. Confidence assuaging, Ben. We had plenty of ways to make it work, and Ben's <laughs> talent and ability. Just here we are with what is raping up to be a big season. It's definitely um, people overlook the amount of effort that goes into these things. Mm. Um, but, yeah, sort of s- starting to see a bit of it and obviously the people behind the scenes, it's definitely, you know, you've, you've got my respect. That's very kind of you to say. It's a moving circus and Ben certainly leads that team and makes it all work basically so that no one sees. That's mm. good. Mm. Hey, uh, Tom, since uh, joining the team uh, – How's business? How's I'm really excited, honestly. Uh, I've come on board at a position of strength and I get to claim it all. So, no, that's <laughs> a yep. nice way to be. But, we look, we're off the back of big series since we last spoke. Uh, since you spoke with Joel and Ben, we've had a million, a million, a 2.1 million, a million again, and then an 800,000. And we're building up to what will be a million dollars here in Albury. 
uh, everything's really looking strong. Yep. Uh, Joel, Ben and all the team have built an engine that runs very, very well. Uh, I'm excited to come in and put some polish on the engine, take a few things from all of the industry knowledge that I've sort of been around and, and bring the best practices in. Yeah. Um, I want to look at a couple of things culturally and uh, I want to look at a couple of things, events that do work and events that don't work, but it's an exciting time to be here. Yeah, and um, already that impact's been seen from a few of us uh, TDs and, and workers on the floor, like um, Tom's impact vision, visionarily and making those sort of things work and come together. Um, it's it's he's given giving a different insight to the way things work and yeah, sure. and helping things you know flesh out the ideas that we already had but haven't been able to really you know um, work properly. So he's helping those sort of things grow. Which gotcha. is really good. No, so yeah, good. a lot of the time it's just great to get a fresh set of eyes. You yeah. know, the, the, the ideas are already there, but a fresh set of eyes just reminds us, hang on, how come we haven't yet been able to achieve this thing? And uh, when I offer a suggestion, I'm quite often met with, yeah, these are the ideas we've had to do it, and then we just get it implemented. And that's that's going great. Yeah. Are you worried um, the momentum, obviously, you know, uh, record after record, the last few APLs? Are, are you worried that the uh, cost of living pressures may slow down momentum? Look, we, uh, we always ask the question of when is it going to plateau and we look at the industry and, and start to ask those questions. We're not reaching that yet. And if we look on an economical or financial perspective, the three areas that basically continue to grow throughout recession we know traditionally are things like alcohol, liquor, gaming and the oldest industry in the world. All of those things technically and economically usually grow in times of financial recession. Yeah, I guess during um, the depression, everyone was still back in far lap. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so we're not as concerned as to that. Our goal set really is more concerned with market saturation. So we, yeah. we definitely talk about the series we held in Sydney and just the most recent Sydney series being there was a lot of poker in the market right now. Right. Uh, our entire philosophy around that is that we don't need to be combative with our competitive nature to succeed. We're not going to ever try and deliberately cross schedule or clash with events that are going to make it difficult for other operators. We just want to be the best. And so by continuing to improve and increase and prevent our, present our offerings to players as being the best product in the market, we're expecting that we're going to be able to be you know, recession-proof in that sort of space. Yeah, the plateauing budgets of players haven't yet been a trigger of concern for us. We just want to be the best product out there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, are there any highlights, obviously, since the last time we met? So the series, any highlights from Sydney and Queensland that stand out to you guys? Look, uh, we've had some continued player success, some very familiar faces. Yeah. It's impossible for us to pick favourites, not only because integrity-wise we'd be hard-pressed to pick and choose, yeah. but um, it's great to just see that familial growth of players. Yeah. And we've got now a real circuit of not only circuit dealers who are on this travelling tour circus with us, but also really firm circuit players. We're seeing the same familiar faces coming across with us all around Australia and it's, it's really exciting to see their growth in poker as well. We always talk about the success of poker and people, oh, they're just the luckiest guys in the country, but it's not that. It's the hard work that they're putting in. you got to grind. You sure. really do. They're, they're, they're grinders, aren't they? They are. But we're seeing that growth in play. And also we're seeing that growth in play 
from $80 players building their way up with the aspirational events that we offer. So the new price points with the 350 and, and the 450 dealt games, which are that mid-tier, mid-range, I wouldn't say mid-tier, but mid-range price points that really are becoming aspirational for the $80 players, they're having great results because they're dealt, they're offering bigger prize pool, and we're seeing those players sort of grow and then also beat those fields now. That's always great. You see people improving their skills. That's all you can ask for. Obviously, you can't come across bias and not mentioning names on your side of the table, but uh, (laughs) Sean Oi, can anyone stop that powerhouse at the moment? Well, I would argue there are many, many players uh, who are aggressively into Sean, but look, he would certainly be one of our circuit players who's having fantastic results. Yeah, it's continuing through each series, so good luck to him, and hopefully his run lasts as long as it can. Yeah. The, uh, obviously, at the moment, WSOP, the World Series of Poker, is on. Are there any events or players you'll be keeping a close eye on, obviously? Look, I'm thrilled to see the WSOP starting and already big results in Australia. We saw uh, Hassan, uh, certainly a stalwart of the APL. He's the only guy who's won the APL million twice. Um, he had a early result in the Venetian, so just outside of the WSOP tour, but still within we'd call the Festival of Poker. Yep. He's already claimed a trophy. We see Aroha Nagata coming 16th in that enormous uh, mystery bounty, 18,000 runners in that mystery bounty, and she took just over 40,000 US, uh, finishing 16th recently. So great to see that Australians are already having an impact on the WSOP market. We're thrilled to see that the players who have been having big international circuits are here joining us. So John Burt Perry, who's just in the last eight weeks made about $600,000, basically crushing Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia, flew in two days ago, and here he is playing the Centurion yesterday. Um, That's huge for us. I mean, you've got international event calendars and they're coming to Albury to play instead. It's pretty fun. And obviously, like, the bigger fields, more quality players for local players... Uh, it also improves their game. You, you don't get better unless you're playing against better players. Iron sharpens iron, and that's, that's what we see. You know, Players who have the same network and are playing against the same core group of players just don't really have that opportunity to improve. I think the PT market really gives everyone in their local region an opportunity to play against, unquestionably, some of the best players in Australia. If you're making $600,000 in eight weeks, I think we could say that you'd pretty strong player. That's it. And obviously the aspirations too, you're going from your $80 games to your 350s to your Centurion to even, you know, possibly trying to book a holiday to the WSOP. We've obviously seen uh, Chad, I'm going to butcher his surname, Eversledge. He's won two bracelets already uh, in uh, Dealer's Choice events. Yeah. So event five, the 1500 and event 10, the 10K. Yeah, I think so, we're six days in and it's the first double bracelet winner. It's crazy. just awesome. It's crazy. Just uh, it, it makes you wonder the burnout. Obviously, it's 40-odd days. How do you monitor? Because you almost have to treat it as though you're an athlete, like you're off days. Because when you're on, like mentally. They've got to be you, eating well, sleeping well. That's and, it, 100%. And resting and having that time to, to zen out, surely. And um, props to those sort of players that can get through that. But, yeah, yeah well. Yeah, I'd argue fatigue management and dietary management and all of those things. I mean, I'm certainly not going to be your testament for dietary management. Anyone who's looked at me, I think all of us love food. That, but, but, uh, and, <laughs> and obviously, I'm not sure, Tom, if you are uh, like craft beer like we do. But um, well, uh, yeah. uh, certainly a fan. But look, 
one thing that we definitely talk about, and, and Jackie Glazer, the APL ambassador, is a yeah. really strong testament to talking about GI balancing and snack balancing and food choices and options. And we, as a tour, have a sort of responsibility to our players to give them that access to that food and opportunity as well. Yeah. It's something that here in Albury I'm thrilled to identify that we were able to do immediately. So the feedback from the last tour was it just was a little bit difficult to access the food options. So here at Albury, we've set up a whole independent food booth right outside the poker room. Yeah. Players have access to that immediately. Right next to the rego, right next to the bar. It's so ideal too, especially on break, as opposed to going to the kiosk and having to wait and then... It's just all yeah. of that thing that it makes the player comfort experience better. That's all also going to help with that fatigue management. But Ben will talk... At length, I think, to the APL million that we had in August last year, of course, and we're definitely going to talk about it coming up this year, but yeah. that was 11 days. That was that was tough to get through for sure. So yeah. a lot of the time, over the last two years, you know, you learn to eat better and eat less sugar and all that sort of stuff. And even at the million, just prior, we're talking about like food offerings and we need more veggies and fruit and all that sort of stuff. And at the million while we were there, we had some of the state operation managers bring in some water for us or... Um, you know, just make sure like there's a little sugar boost for the workers and it, it's a thing. Like if you're not looking out for the workers, they're going to crash and they're not going to be able to do the work and then it's just all going to come crashing down. You know, it's just that the fuel inside people is very important. So, yeah. Yeah, perfect example of an operational behind the scenes sort of thing that some of the players wouldn't even consider that we, we've really worked hard to implement over the last few series and we've got a great sample of it today and it's just breeding that into the players. Is basically, how do we manage the dealer rosters to ensure that we've got enough dealers to deal all of the events that we're running, but also to make sure that those dealers can get breaks while they're happening. And uh, Ben and the team have really sort of led the charge in implementing and making sure that happens as well. I think that's a constant challenge. And obviously, you know, being sort of as you coined at the traveling circus to some extent, like if you're having issues with dealers, I'd hate to think our crown, like they're having issues. So hmm. they're in one venue constantly. Whereas, well, we would argue yeah. that the APL million last year, the largest casino to effectively spread 38 dealers. Ben, APL million, I think we spread 60 at one stage. Uh, about 50 is probably where we got up to. But sure. this year, um, what, what we're aiming for is at least four days having 60 um, as, as a minimum. So, you know, each day is like between 20 and 35 to 40 dealers a day. But obviously, yeah. if we want to be able to implement breaks and, you know, um, be able to handle people dropping off because you know, they can't work or they're sick or whatever, like we're probably going to be trying to aim for 65 dealers for some of those days, which yeah. is it's an a incredible big effort. It's, and it's not all just me who does the roster. It's all the state managers. It's all the other workers that are getting their friends in or some of the players are getting their friends in and some of the players turn into workers and it's everyone has to put their hands in. Um, and that's what one of the great things about APL is. It's almost like a, well, it is it is like a big family in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got the, the players who have that little, uh, connections, the workers have that connection and it's really blending over the last six months, especially since our our, our, our work play travel campaign, which you know, was at the start of the year. You know, People are looking to jump on board and work play travel and some of the CDs win events sometimes and um, obviously, yeah, it's a, it's a big draw card. So. Yeah, I'm we, such a fan of that campaign. The work play travel that you guys have put together, it, it really is a testament to what the experience is like. We had a TD win an event just today. So they've clocked off, they've been out to play something, he's come home with a trophy and possibly more money than he might have earned for working for the day. But it's just a real experience that that's what the touring guys get, that's what the local guys offer, and it's a pretty attractive opportunity for a lot of people. Yeah, if there's any listeners... Just that, that flexibility too, yeah. If there's any listeners that are listening to this podcast that are going up for the million and are worried about, you know, how am I going to make 
all that savings and stuff, well, just reach out to us. Get on the get on the um, the the workbooks, you know, beforehand, and then you can come up to us and say, "Hey, is there work today?" And we'll go, "Yes," or we'll go, "No." And if there is, you know, maybe you can work three or four hours, which will give you know a couple hundred bucks, maybe, um, versus you know not doing anything, twiddling your thumbs, and waiting for the next day, and not being able to talk because your friends are actually doing well. Um, you know, just connect with us and we'll give you what we can. Uh, obviously, a few weeks ago, uh, the poker world was shocked uh, with the passing of Dor Brunson, 14th of May. Uh, being that he was such an ambassador for the game, can you identify any new blood entering that has the same effect than, as the godfather of poker? Look, it's, it's incredibly tough to place anyone on the pedestal that the godfather of poker is there for. I mean, Doyle Brunson, originally one of the roadside gamblers with Amarillo Slim, of course, and Texas, uh, he wrote Super System, uh, and you know, it's the Bible of poker. So it's, it's a very difficult thing to do. I don't. I don't think anyone's going to replace him, and I don't think this. It would be even fair to even name any names and say that a young blood's going to take his spot. You know? Like yeah. I think he's going to remember just, that Doyle yeah. Brunson, and then there are always going to be upcoming players that are eventually going to make a, a big impact like him. But you can't really predict that until five, ten years down the track. So, yeah, like know. obviously, kid poker isn't a kid anymore. That's very true. Daniel Negreanu has uh, definitely, you know, claimed a fairly firm stake as yeah. the. You know, the player that everybody knows. Uh, we could argue Phil Ivey. We could argue some of the GTO wizards. You know, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Adamo or Brynn. Helmuth. Yeah, plenty of them. But um, to, to replace or to take over the role, as Ben says, I don't think it'll ever be a mantle or a title that is ever bestowed upon anyone else. He really is someone who has lived, breathed and created right through from the first World Series of Pokers where it used to be played based on a, a vote as opposed to a an outright win. Uh, it's a it's a, an amazing history. And for those who are unfamiliar with Doyle, there's so many great books and content to read about his roadside gambling ages and travel um, and, and the legacy that he's left is just phenomenal. Uh, APL Millions, as we just touched on, it's a couple of months away now. Obviously, the challenges of the dealers how's everything else shaping up as a whole good like there's there's so much marketing collateral that's going out at the moment you know we've just picked up nicky pickering which i'm sure tom will touch on in a sec um we've we've just got a uh, so much coming at it and and we've already got a price full of over five hundred thousand dollars out of satellites there's still probably another couple hundred thousand dollars coming in from satellites we might even reach that million before we even get to the apo million it's crazy as well um Everything's just coming together, you know, and especially with the backing of Entain, you know, the big group that's it's part of us now, or we're part of them now, I suppose. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be the biggest series outside of a casino in Australia's history, which last year's was, but, um, you know, we're throwing around numbers, you know, pushing close to 10 or maybe more, who knows, but it's going to be insane. Yeah, look, the marketing number's 7.5. Uh, I, I uh, won't get fired from a new job just yet, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> taking overs on that number. Yeah. It is really exciting. The Million had an atmosphere last year that it was just a privilege to be part of. Obviously, I was there as part of my capacity from LCA Poker. Being there now representing the APL brand, it's even more exciting. As Ben mentioned, Nikki Pickering, for those who don't know her, please jump on and have a look. She is one of the presenters. She's worked for years in the poker industry. She's worked with Poker Star. She's worked with Crown. Lots of international content. She's a great presenter. She's coming on to do a lot of the stuff that we're just not quite getting there 
to do because we're out of time. So she's going to be doing some player interviews. She'll be doing some great on-the-floor stuff. She'll definitely be taking over in the later part of the second week. So for those people who are sick of seeing Joel, I, or Ben, or Jackie saying hello and welcome, it'd be nice to put Nikki in front of the lens. Someone else. But uh, she's also going to step into the commentary with LCA as well and do a bit of work there. She's a terrific presenter, but not only is she you know, very well-spoken, she's very knowledgeable and I'm excited to have her join us. She was scheduled to join us last year, but unfortunately just wasn't able to make the trip. She got a little bit of uh, voice loss right before the series, but she is honey, tea and lemon and ready to come. So, you know, I'm excited that Nikki's coming, but it's 60 events. It's huge 15-day schedule. You say 60 events, but it's really like 118 events. Because if you include all the satellites and the multi-day events, there's 118 start and finish times of tournaments that are going to go on that week. And that's not considering if anything has to do it an impromptu day two or an impromptu day three or an impromptu day four. Runs too late. Like, yeah, we're... we're, it's, It's... The key event numbers are just extraordinary. I mean, we did 411 in the Jack Star in Melbourne. So that's 411 runners at the 1500 price point. We did plus 200 in the Centurion in Melbourne and we anticipate more again at the APL Million in August. It's going to be massive. I would be very surprised if we don't cross the half a million mark for first prize in that main event. And that is just extraordinary. We're over 400 last year. I think we're well on track to achieving a $500,000 first prize. It's a great time and it's a heck of a series to be at. Do you reckon, obviously, with all the uh, events and being after the World Series, you might attract any international talent? I would very strongly argue we're hitting right towards that market. Yeah. So the tail end of South Australia is right at the conclusion of the WSOP. Yes, there's some Venetian deep stacks festivals that will happen after it. But the product, not only with... Joel Williams at the face of it, who was the international tournament of Australia, of course, the Aussie Million, that was the start of the calendar for most poker players. Well, we'd argue the PCA was the start and then they would head to the Aussie Million. You've got the guy who was the face of the international tour still as the head of poker. You've got the poker tour that is the largest outside of a casino in a country. We're going to be attracting players from everywhere. We know we had Martin Finger there last series. He does spend a bit of time in Sydney as well, but German Poker Pro, that that's just the first straight off my my memory, a uh, multiple million earnings player. When you put on an event this big and run this well, we're going to be getting players. Reckon Haas will go for three? He'll be back? He'll be back. He'll be back? He'll go, go for three? three. Like, He'll go for three? Depends how good he runs. Or... Yeah. yeah, look, uh, I'd like to see it. I mean, he had another deep run last series as well, but uh, three from three would be pretty phenomenal. It's crazy, like, the mentality that you must place yourself in just to grind away multiple days, sit down. We, obviously, we can't do that at Crown anymore. So getting the reps in on a cash table in the lead-up to a multi-day tournament, you know, like it's... Fatigue management is a huge thing and it's a yeah. big skill edge that a lot of players don't experience, especially in something like the APL Million Main. So we're a 1500 price point, we're a four-day event, we're four big days of play. That's exhausting to a pub poker player or to a player who just hasn't put in those hours and like you say yes we are restricted around the country some in some locations with these 12-hour restrictions we're hoping that by basically bringing the players through a consistent product and now joel as his head of poker is in charge of the guy who is also now going to be in charge of 
correcting the nightly process. So we, we want to have a consistent nightly product, which then brings players into the PT product, which then brings players into that million so that everyone has that consistent experience and then hopefully the fatigue management and all those lessons you learn along the way come with you. But there is definitely an edge to the guys that have that extra stamina and it's something to be mindful of before you sit at the felt. Um, if you're playing for the best part of half a million dollars, it might be worth putting in a few hours. It might be worth making sure you go to bed on time the night before. 100%. 100%. Nothing bad there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, uh, where can listeners hear or see more of you? Australian Poker League on Facebook. That's the best single place to go. Obviously, you can go to playpeer.com to find out all the events and all the schedules and everything that's upcoming. Um, Everyone that goes or has been there recently will revisit over the next few weeks and months and see a lot of new changes coming along as well. Um, So this week, we have been really trialling a blind clock feature. So you can now log into each event at a special event currently, like this, and see the blind clock. You can see when it's paused, you can see when there's losing players, you can see the break order of the tables, all this sort of stuff is now there. Um, It's being play tested a lot lot this week and over the next few weeks it'll eventually roll into the nightly world and you'll be able to see, you know, what's the late rego for the for the game that you want to go to down the road at um whichever venue it is all around Australia. So um there's those changes, there's some UI changes, there's interactive changes so um that's so yeah, good there's a lot of lot of things happening there as well but yeah australian poker league on facebook um or playapl.com for everything else awesome. lastly of course we'd be reluctant if we didn't mention the playapl.tv as well for the live streaming action excitingly we have a full commentary schedule planned for the apl million as well and i may be spoiling some sneaky sneaky news but i believe commentators will be joining us in the pt market all in the very near future. So the commentary team from LCA Poker happy to deliver that product and it just makes it all that more engaging for the viewers at home. Happy to engage, happy to interact and, of course, teaching, education, better poker for everybody. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Anytime. See you. Bye.